Welcome back to Pace Immigration, paceimmigration.com. Joined once again by immigration lawyer Michael O'Rourke. Michael, good to see you. Hi, Sean. How's it going? Uh, probably a lot better than some travelers. Uh, so we're going to yeah. jump into uh, how they're doing. The title here, Travel Alert, uh, is your return ticket good enough when entering the USA? And the reason we're talking about this, we were emailing back and forth, and I thought it was uh, quite apt that you called it a horror story, the, the situation that this person ended up in. We have here from The Guardian, uh, June 7th, Australian travelers strip-searched, held in U.S. prison, and deported over little-known entry requirement and the story is on the screen and people can of course google it and find out more uh there, it goes on to say here he had been warned about the need to prove his plan to exit the u.s uh, but was unaware of the rule that requires those entering on the waiver to have booked either a return flight or onward travel to a country that does not border the u.s after arriving in honolulu dunn was refused entry to the u.s and detained at a federal prison until he could be put on a return flight to australia uh, this person was also, I believe, in prison for about 30 hours. It says there the the Australian traveler strip search. So he was uh, forced to be strip searched. And then he was held in a prison which with, with, with just other prisoners. It wasn't an immigration detention or something for people that just have to sort out their paperwork. A bad story all around. And basically the upshot was he entered the U.S. but only had a ticket to go to Mexico, which was not enough. And we'll get into the rules here, Michael, with the visa Talk about the visa waiver program and why uh, this did this traveler in. Sure. So uh, the visa waiver program is a program for about 30 countries. Imagine uh, most of your more uh, industrial advanced economies, mostly Europe, but some in Asia as well, that uh, Travelers from these countries, if they're coming for uh, business or pleasure, pleasure, so for instance, like a B1 or a B2 type visa, they do not have to get a physical visa in their passport. Instead, they can apply for an ESTA um, online with the U.S. government and receive permission to travel. When they come in as visa waiver program entries, they're given 90 days to come into the country. Visa waiver program also has additional rules and does not allow you to extend your stay in the United States. Okay, so that's the visa waiver program. And we have here the rule for, for all VWP, we'll call it, travelers entering by error. See, the traveler must have a return onward ticket out of the United States. And I remember I ran into this once. I was working on a ship and this person wanted to land in Fort Lauderdale off the ship and the customs officer wanted to see a return ticket or at least a ticket leaving the country. Uh, but what we've run into here is kind of a weird one. And I didn't even know about this. Uh, in our second point here, if the return armor ticket terminates in Canada, Mexico, Bermuda, or any Caribbean island, the traveler must be a legal resident of that country or territory. That's quite, uh, that's a big caveat, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not very well explained anywhere on the State Department or Department of Homeland Security's websites. But if you are coming from a visa waiver program, uh, say from Australia uh, or from Europe, if you are not returning to a territory outside of the United States or more or less contiguous North America, so St. Pierre and Miquelon, Canada, uh, Bermuda, Bahamas, Mexico, if you don't have a ticket to leave those areas, you can be denied entry. And, and this gentleman from Australia was. Uh, part of the problem is that this is selectively enforced. 
who knows what the backstory is with what happened when he came in maybe he was mouthy to a cbp guard you never know but this is a rule out there and it can be a big trap for people if they don't realize that part of their trip if they don't have all of the arrangements made to at least say leave mexico when they're done they they can be detained and uh deported right i mean Look, we both were talking offline about how over the top this seemed to get. And as you say, maybe we don't know the whole story. But the upshot is, is that the guy was detained because of this rule that people might not know about. It's a kind of a strange one, isn't it? That like, if you have a ticket to Canada or Mexico, obviously you're leaving the United States, but that's not good enough, it sounds like, for uh, border protection in America. Yeah, uh, it's not. And it um, there's no real reason given for this other than maybe U.S. authorities think that it's easier for a foreign national to come back into the country from Mexico or Canada, but uh, the reality is that it's not. You're still subject to the same inspection and admission requirements when you're coming from a contiguous territory versus when you're flying in from Perth or something. So right. Yeah. Very, very strange. And as you noted here, and I wanted to highlight it, there is no adequate warning uh, that armor travel to Mexico or Canada uh, is not sufficient to meet VWP requirements unless you are a legal resident there. So if you are coming from any VWP country, including Australia, uh, make sure you have a ticket showing. So let's say you're, you're coming to the States and then you want to go to Mexico on tour. Make sure you still have a ticket leaving Mexico is the lesson here. Exactly. Go somewhere. Um, and uh, this fellow, he wanted to try and buy a ticket to go onward to, I believe, Panama from Mexico, but didn't have funds. It was late. He had been traveling. It just didn't work for whatever reason. So um, they chose the path of most resistance and detained him and, and treated him very poorly. Right. And let, let's uh, talk a little bit about um, what happens if he wants to come back. If if this happens to you and you are deported for this reason, that, of course, uh, will go on a record somewhere. Does that mean you're going to have a hard time getting a visa to come back? He could. Um, so he won't be able to use ESTA and the visa waiver program again uh, until he is issued an actual visa from a U.S. consulate abroad. Right now, almost anywhere in the world. It's taking about a year to do that, uh, to get a, a standard business visitor or uh, visitor for pleasure visa to come into the United States. So um, it, whenever there's an immigration violation or a um, denial of entry or withdrawal of an application to enter the United States, I don't know exactly how they treated this with this this guy but i think they probably fully deported him um so he is going to have to overcome this inadmissibility by getting a visa and this is going to take a long time and it might not matter because after that experience uh who knows if he even wants to come back <laughs> I mean, yeah I good old american hospitality i mean uh, sometimes it's it's just not to your liking <laughs> right i mean we've talked about this before how there's so much power invested uh, in the individual officer uh, that I'm sure there's officers that look the other way on this stuff or un maybe well-traveled officers that know that, I mean, you can't go anywhere. You could throw a stick outside right now in Toronto and probably hit five Australians that are on tour and backpacking around. I mean, it's not uncommon to find Australian, young Australians like this gentleman uh, on tour. But unfortunately, this officer went that way, I guess.
Uh, let's briefly touch on Canada because we have, of course, a huge Canadian audience because we're based in Toronto. Um, does Canada have something like this? What happens to someone that arrives in Canada? Do they have to be able to show a return ticket or if they only have a ticket to the States, is there a problem or what? Canada doesn't approach it exactly the same way. Uh, they do want to see that you're going to leave Canada. And, and there's always the concern that you are going to stay. Um, so that's it seems to be a decision that is more invested in the individual CBSA officers when you're applying for admission. They'll want to know how long you're going to stay. They're, they're going to want some assurance that you're moving on from Canada. But if you, say, have a ticket to fly from Vancouver to Seattle after a trip to Whistler, they're not going to usually detain you and uh, permit you or not permit you to enter the country. All right. Michael O'Rourke, thank you very much. If anybody uh, has any problems out there or any questions uh, with this issue, they can, of course, reach you at morourke at pacelawfirm.com. Michael, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great, Sean. Take care.